0: Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I am Spencer Hall. We're going to talk about week eight of the college football season, as we do, uh, on both SBNation and EDSBS.com, to help me do that today, since uh, Ryan is uh, out foolishly doing other things, why he would do anything but podcast with us, I'll never understand. So we brought in a, a, I don't want to say substitute, substitute's a lesser word, I, I think, we brought in a partner, Jane Coisten. How you doing, Jane? I'm good.
1: How are y'all doing?
0: Uh, doing okay. Can you can you just explain to the readers real quick who the Hammering Panda is for the University of Michigan Wolverines?
1: He is our vulture fullback who uh, never scored a touchdown until this year, and now is I think one of like. The top ten scores in the country, mostly because he comes in on the one yard line and then just hammer, hammer and panda's his way into the end zone. God bless him.
0: Yeah, perfect. The hammer and panda, my my second favorite Big Ten player behind Man Berg. Man Berg, a linebacker for the Illinois Illini, whose first name uh, is not Man. That's just what he prefers to be called. If you look up his roster, his roster spot. On Illinois, his actual name is, uh, I, I believe. Let's see, Peter Bailey Berg. He's Peter Bailey Berg. Peter
1: Bailey Berg.
0: Mm-hmm. But he goes by Man. So Man Berg.
1: Do we know when he started going by Man? I feel like that's a conversation I'd like to have. You like, know, when do you decide that you're going to go by? Like, no, my name is Peter Bailey because this is it's a wonderful life. But I'm gonna go by man because I can.
2: I, I think he went by boy until when he was about 14, and uh, he got in one of those like fights at, at, at middle school where like no punches were thrown. There's just some really good shoving, and there was a crowd, and everyone was really impressed. And he said, "I'm a man now."
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, he's from Sherman Oaks, California. I don't think he experienced many bumps. They probably had to label him man. Just as a, an affirm, an affirmation,
2: right? Maybe like, there's only maybe there's like only like four people in the town. There's like old man, woman, and Sherman, girl, oh, and, 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 and him.
0: In Sherman Oaks, no, 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 no. I'm certain this was. If it was Sherman Oaks, this is probably some sort of therapist. Recommendation. Hang on,
2: hang on, hang on, Spencer. Are you a Sherman Oaks expert?
0: Uh, I'm. I'm now appointing myself a Sherman Oaks expert. I'm sure this was a therapist affirmation saying, you know, if you're feeling less than confident, Peter, you should adopt a new name, one that you think projects strength. He said, I'm going to call right. myself man.
1: Maybe this happened after some sort of like rebirthing process.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of thing. This is some right. This is some California business. We'll be brutally corrected on this by at least three to maybe two Illini fans who actually know the story. So if you do, please correct us, uh, spencer at sbnation.com. You can even email me. I might read it. By the way, Khalid
2: he's not, not going to read it. I'm not going to read it.
0: Uh, Khalid Hill, the Hammer and Panda. Total number of carries on the season. Care, care to guess? Thirteen.
1: I feel like it's thirteen.
0: Thirteen.
1: How many of those were for touchdowns?
0: Seven. Oh, that's... <laughs> for an. Oh, aver- I can do that. For an average oh, I do
2: that. of average average per carry, one point six two yards. points per carry so his points per carry is what like three or four or something like that (laughs) i i i don't think i'm going to see a more
0: beautiful stat line ever Ever. he's like a more
2: efficient scorer than steph curry
0: yep this is amazing he's he's like if you look at michigan right the the total number of the total number of tds that they've had rushing is twenty five, so he, he's sitting there with what thirty percent of their total production. Yep, <laughs> man, that's not a vulture. You're a condor. That's amazing. So t- beautiful, like the, the California condor.
2: <laughs> the touchdown reaper.
0: The touchdown. The touchdown reaper, Mister Thirty Percent, over here. He's
2: just a big grain combine just rolling through the fields scooping up touchdowns
1: i think he can go literally just that sentence is the most beautiful thing jim harbaugh has heard yet today and i'm sure something else happened that was like oh he had a fine glass of milk and a delicious breakfast steak which again i know i differ on this from many but i really don't see what the big deal about combining a very large steak and a glass of milk is that sounds great
2: Mm. well yeah you yeah we i'm not that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean g- all, 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 opinions are good. So that's sure. that's a good opinion. You, you,
0: you can do that. You should do that if you really want to. I think I, when
2: your your team is is seven and zero or whatever, no one can stop you.
0: Uh, no one can stop exactly. Khalid. I think Khalid Hill just goes through the cafeteria, the feeding line, and just takes thirty percent of everyone's food. Just walks. And over. everyone's okay with it. That's fine. He's the hammer and panda. Let him have it. Uh Can you get seven TDs on a 1.62 yards per carry average? I can't. Nope. The week ahead, week eight, we have so many things to discuss. And we're going to try to do them as quickly as possible. So week eight, our our big game, uh, the one that everyone is looking forward to, the one that is perhaps Uh the biggest matchup thus far on the season in terms of a major team. Experiencing a, a real test of their duties. I think you know what I'm talking about. That would be Michigan playing
1: Illinois.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say EMU at WMU.
1: Uh, I was going to talk about Maryland's Michigan State. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm glad. We I bet all, you are. <laughs> I'm glad
0: we. I'm glad we all had a joke, right? Like we're all like like we all had one loaded up and ready to go for the play fake to Texas A&M Alabama when we said, "Ooh, this oh. is the most important game of the week."
2: Oh. the game where one team is in nineteen point underdog is the game that is the actual important one,
1: yeah, I know, I know, I mean, I know, but no,
2: yeah, it's like we'll watch it out of obligation, we'll watch all five hours of it, right uh, i, don't, I
1: do, 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 do. Uh,
2: <laughs> I feel like Bama this year is just toying with us like, oh, maybe this is the week we'll drop the one game that doesn't matter and you all get to experience like 48 hours of um, Bama not being perfect until you look up and we're number four and then we win, every, win out. I, but they just... They yeah, might not
1: and that. well, I'm just happy that this isn't that weird. Like, remember that season when Alabama and LSU played twice and every time you played Alabama, you, they would get up, like, 9 to nothing. And you'd be like, we got a chance. And then nothing would happen for the next four hours. And it was like watching a snake eat. Yeah. I'm really glad they score now. Like, I yeah. know what it has to do with Lane Kiffin, but I'm glad they score now. Like, just score. That's all I ask.
0: They do that now. And they do that in all three phases of the game. Their defense has more TDs than some offenses. And I, I think you can actually say, not just South Carolina. Whenever you make a dire offensive comparison, the the baseline, the bottom, is always South Carolina. No, no, of... you
2: can throw the reigning Pac-12 champion in there as well.
0: <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> oh, poor, poor Stanford. I didn't say that out loud. Stanford's fine. That's, they're, they're so, can... Ryan's not here. We
2: can say whatever we want. Not That's that he does a very good job of defending them anyway.
0: That's true. As the internet's number one Stanford fan. That's okay. Stanford doesn't do a very good job of defending themselves either. So that's that I mean fine.
1: they're basically they're like they're northwestern, but if Northwestern was three hours late. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> slow slow Northwestern. Slow slow Northwestern. As a Medill grad, I really appreciate that comment. I I think this they're, is the
2: way Stanford is north extremely western.
0: This is the year when I think Alabama playing Texas A and m um, Decides to make little bets with itself like today. We only score on special teams guys, and we'll still win by 21 Or maybe we just try to score on defense Just place hold everybody else just place hold. We'll just let the defense score 35 points all by itself. They're
1: kind of at that stage Well, this is like uh, when Michigan played Rutgers and they put in their backup backup backups and just ran a dive every play and still kept scoring Like, at that point, it's not your fault. Like, if you can't stop that, that's not on us. Yeah, because this
0: entire week has been one of those exercises in football speculative fiction where you come up with ways Texas A&M could beat Alabama. And the only way that they're going to beat Alabama is if we've been wrong about everybody that Alabama's played thus far. Because thus far, everyone they've played... Uh, appears to be a normal football team. They appear to be about as good as we thought they were, and they've absolutely destroyed everyone in their path.
1: However Well okay, okay. Hang on. Hang on. Let's back up a little bit. Sure. I would not say that Tennessee is a normal football team. No, they're a burn ward. Right? We've I'm just saying like when you hire Mike Sabor to do stuff, you've already like you signed you signed a pact that you can't unsign. And I like that Ole Miss game got close, so hypothetically something could happen. Maybe. I Perhaps.
0: Would, I would say this. If you wanted to make the argument that maybe they haven't played who we thought they played thus far, the game that to me would indicate maybe Alabama isn't as good as I thought they were would be at Old Miss. Because Old Miss I know they're volatile, but Alabama forty eight forty three that score's deceptive. They were up by more than that. They gave up a trash TD at the end. But they lost control for a lot of that game. They also lost control toward the end of the Arkansas game. Admittedly, after they were up by a big, fat margin. But this is a team that you, know, you can do that to. They're not an anaconda. Unfortunately, they can also strike and just get 21 points in a bunch. Super right. fast. So... It, this is sick. I'm talking myself into it. I'm talking myself into watching all five hours, and now playing the CBS, the SEC on CBS theme during ultra marathons because well, that's, like, that's this what is what it it's like.
2: This is one of those games where it's like, okay, okay, one team is way better, the other team is good, and um, it, it's good at these specific things. And sure, 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 it's not excellent against the run, and you're gonna have to be excellent against the run to beat Bama and all this stuff. But it really comes down to if it's one of those games that just get real weird. Bama accidentally, you know, ha- happens to turn the ball over four times or whatever, the other team can win. Which that goes for every football game that's ever been played. If one team just completely has everything go against it, it's probably going to lose. It, you know, it, therefore, all we're saying is um, the game hasn't been played yet. You know, <laughs> right.
0: that, that's it. That's your hope, Alabama. They haven't played a game yet. <laughs> that's...
2: Al- Alabama, you haven't lost to them at this point
0: uh yeah um uh, other games that you're sort of looking at because we pretty much agree alabama's alabama's probably taking this one and it probably won't be very cool in the fourth quarter other games uh, of of interest this week i have sort of a niche game so i'm gonna hold it let's do big name big name large brand games that, that you're looking at and go oh
2: hey it's, it's the all three of the, um, of the ranked games this weekend are SEC West games. Um, Arkansas-Auburn being the next in the rankings. Yes, Arkansas and Auburn are both fairly high in the rankings in mid-October of, of 2016.
0: Well, we, can do, um, we it, can do something about that. Let's have them play it, each other.
2: Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll solve one of these issues. Um, but if you're looking for a team that plays like 2011 Nick Saban football that's going to score about 20 points, That's going to give up about 15 um, and is not going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. That has an awesome defensive line. Um, You're going to want to watch Gus Malzahn's Auburn Tigers because every team in the (laughs) SEC West has hit random and shuffled their identities completely. Arkansas, they're going to they're going to try and score about 50 points. Arkansas wants to get into a shootout at a traditional Brett Bielema team. They just want to get into a shootout. Um, Texas A&M they want to run the ball and play pretty good defense. Uh, Mississippi State, um, well, they're playing UMass, and that's 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 a pretty fair match for them. But well, it's,
0: let's hope I, let's hope they make it out <laughs> of that game.
2: Let's hope. Let's hope they make it back without their coach saying, "Hey, hey, can I hit your ride back to Massachusetts? <laughs> I need it." Help, but uh, but Arkansas Auburn, yeah. Like one team wants to score a lot, one team wants to score nothing at all, and those teams are the opposite of what they should be.
1: Well, I think the the big game I'm personally look, looking forward to is uh, in the great city of Iowa City, where Iowa and Wisconsin will be playing their annual ham off. I don't. I, last year it was ten to six, and it was the most ten to six game you've ever seen in your entire life. I just. It's gonna be like six to three, and there's gonna be a blocked punt, and then whoever's going to pick up the blocked punt is going to be like a defensive lineman who can't run very fast, and there'll just be this train of linemen running, running as fast as they can, which isn't very fast. And I can't wait. That game's <laughs> gonna take six hours. It's gonna be great. I
0: there's you know there's a number of games on the schedule that I look at and go, you know that's going to be fun. I, I think like like there's a lot of a lot of unranked teams playing each other. Fairly decent records, where you're going to get a lot of sort of chaotic festivity. I, I think that starts tonight. You get uh, Miami at Virginia Tech. So, oh Lord,
2: we get Boise State BYU, bro. That's mm-hmm. the that's oh just about the most chaos game possible. I think the only thing that could top that would be like Indiana Arkansas, but
1: yeah, yeah, that would Shoot. be. I mean, in, Indiana is playing Northwestern this week, which could turn into a 55-52 kind of game. Oh, also geez. tomorrow night. There's an Oregon see, cow. I, I know
2: where with, you're going. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's not even chaos. That's just there will be 200 points. We have to <laughs> we have to check these boxes. We have to get to 200 before we can go to sleep. Let's let's just get there quickly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, there's a real chance that game just that game starts at 10:30 Eastern, and uh, by 10:45 there will have been 30 points scored. <laughs> I do. I think you've
0: got a really like it's it's weird that entire. Friday night is just a spectrum and it it ends with freewheeling defense free football it kind of hits in the middle with San Jose State and San Diego State but then at the beginning you get South Florida at Temple which is going to be a you know slobber knocking defense first run the ball (laughs) of a game I don't know what that word is, but it definitely describes what
2: this game's going to that, be. We'll just drop in the Alex Jones Vine again.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's the Alex Jones Vine yeah. of games. I also really am looking forward to uh, watching Memphis and Navy. That was the one I had bookmarked on 3.30 on Saturday. Because uh, Memphis, I don't really know. I mean, they've been good. They've been consistent. Uh, They're about to face a really mean Navy team. One that beat Houston. uh, One that you don't want to drag any further into a game than you have to. (laughs) Because the longer you go, the more confusing pick A, B, or C gets. That's how the triple option works. And they happen to run it real, real well. And it's also at Navy, which is where Houston lost. So... That's another game where I would kind of want to you know keep an eye on it and say okay here's your health check for Memphis. And Otherwise, very entertaining and potent team doing just fine in year one again uh, under Jay Norvell. This is a very difficult road trip for them. Also, they're they're facing the triple option team, which again this is why Purdue should go triple option because every week when you <laughs> this is why every week when you face a triple option team you roll through the calendar and you're like oh hell
2: oh god damn it
1: damn it this is yeah this is what I said because I mean all Purdue. Should want is for when you know that you've got Purdue coming, every head coach goes shit. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) and not just the ones you have to play in West
1: Lafayette. Yeah. Uh, Another game I'm looking forward to is uh, NC State Louisville, which is at noon and could get like NC State's just, I don't get it. They're four and two. They're good, but they're not good. But they're good, but they're not good. Jayman. NC State's pretty good. I, yeah. they, there's
2: it. You you know they had a really close loss to ECU that was a coin flip, right. and they right. should have game against Clemson.
1: Clemson. Oh yeah, but then uh, so I mean NC I respect anybody. state should anybody. probably
2: be six and zero right now,
1: right? And I respect anyone who's willing to like get into a trash fire with Notre Dame and come out alive. But uh, and Louisville's good. I think Louisville has. Like, that Duke game last week, I think Louisville's got some issues. I don't know, this game just, like, noon game. It could get, it's one of those games, either Louisville's going to win by, like, 35, or that game's going to be, like, 17-17 for 30 minutes.
0: By the way, going back to NC State, the thing that I would say, like, if you wanted to just capture them, I think they're just a really smart, very well-positioned, very well-coached team. Now, I say well-positioned and well-coached, I don't think they're that talented, but if you look, they're a top twenty twenty five s and p team in bill c's rankings. they are a an obstructive team and they do not like watch how they're coached. they don't attempt to do anything they can't do they don't they they play they play defense to their strengths they they're offensively they're just kind of gonna take what's there. they call a lot of screens they do a lot of sneaky little run plays. Like they remind me a lot of a of like Jim Grobe's best Wake Forest teams who said, Whew, "Okay, listen, <laughs> we, we know we know we can't win this game outright, but what we're going to do is suck on your face and hope you suffocate." <laughs> right? We're just gonna like you don't punch someone in the balls in a bar fight. We're going to punch you in the balls in a bar fight. That's our only shot.
2: Well, they're they're. There is one thing they attempt that they're not good at. Uh, and that, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that, that is the field goal. An ACC,
0: um, an ACC team who can't hit threes. Come on. Come on, NC uh-oh. State.
2: Oh,
1: I did it. The funny thing, about, especially about NC State, is after Louisville, they've got Boston College, Florida State at home, uh, Syracuse, Miami, and North Carolina. And there is a not insignificant chance they could win all of these games including perhaps beating Louisville, which would sure. be weird. Sure. And, yeah, but uh, of, this, also right relates to my, this also relates to my theory that Florida State is secretly awful.
0: Secretly awful. Yeah, this is, by the way, the point in the Florida State life cycle of a season where everyone begins complaining about Jimbo Fisher's inability to develop talent. That's that's where they're at, in case you wondered. And the Florida State fan... Cycle of life in a season where they are not undefeated. Whew, that's where we're at. Is Jimbo Fisher can't develop talent?
2: Yeah, as, as, um, yeah, as, as has been demonstrated on the field uh, over the past. Should we talk about Ohio State, Penn State at all? I uh,
1: see, I'd, I'd defer to
0: our Midwestern correspondent on this.
1: Okay, so the thing with Penn State, Ohio State is that obviously Ohio State going to win that game but it's a night game in happy valley so there's going to be like the first 20 minutes are going to make the game look really competitive and then i'm going to start watching those first 20 minutes and then i'm stuck there for the next five hours of my life Mm -hmm. because this will just be like because especially i think after last week with ohio state looking vulnerable against wisconsin everyone seemingly forgetting that wisconsin's really good but that will mean that everyone will start thinking that maybe Penn State can pull this off, forgetting that Penn State, like they're not as bad as they've looked. I mean, they're four and two, but they're not. They're not. They're not Ohio State good.
0: They're not. Like, oh- they're. They're going to need. No. They would need two straight bad games from Ohio State because Ohio State played. All right, they played a bad first half against right. Wisconsin. Right. And JT Barrett, I I still maintain JT Barrett is like the best bad ball hitter. Like he is, I I like him a lot at quarterback because uh, he's capable of having a really good bad game. Like he had kind of a really good bad game against Penn State or against Wisconsin for a while and still came out throwing in the end and won. And that's, that's kind of what I, like this could be a blueprint like for, for what Ohio State does, especially on the road. That's, that's, They're fine with winning games like that.
1: Yeah, I think that that's... I mean, this could, again, be the kind of Big Ten game where it looks like it's going to be... Like, where the final score does not really dictate what the actual margin of victory was.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: the final score could be 17-10, to but Penn State will have turned over the ball, like, eight times.
0: Yeah, definitely. I could totally see that. I could also see this being... Uh, the kind of game where James Franklin loses it by wide margins. And suddenly we're all having that conversation that we love to have about Penn state, which is who on earth will ever have this job with any security ever again.
1: Oh, good Lord. Uh, That no, I don't, I honestly think that like being Penn state's head coach should be something that like you have, you have to just stay there. You can't do anything else. like, it's like you can't like abdicate the throne. That's not no, no. You you wanted this job, you stay there.
0: I have a couple of other games, games of intrigue to look at. Uh, first of all, Missouri—they're two and four. Uh, why would we talk about them at all? Well, we really wouldn't, save for this. Middle Tennessee plays at Missouri. Uh, Middle Tennessee's four and two. They're pretty good. If you want to laugh at the SEC, oh, I'm just going to point you in that direction. Because uh, Mizzou could easily lose to the Blue Raiders.
2: This is the uh, this is the it just means more game of the weekend.
0: It is all you need to do: screen cap that lady from the it means more with her southern living looking ass, and just just flash her right there. Just point like, cut and paste that picture, send it to Mizzou football. Care of me.
1: So, uh, another game of interest, which is something like I feel as if I both want to talk about this game for the next like say hour. And also, never speak of it again. TCU at West Virginia. Woo! Hell yeah! Like, I don't. I, I'm. It's interesting. I've, I was uh, listening to uh, the Solid Verbal earlier uh, yesterday, and they were discussing this game a little bit. I'm just like, I'm. I'm pretty intrigued by this because TCU. The last time we saw them, they beat Kansas on. I believe Kansas missed a field goal.
0: One point. That is a one yes. point game. That Kansas, and you've got a
1: yeah, yeah. West Virginia is five and zero. West Virginia is they're salty and weird, and I like them. So this, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in this game. I I fully expect. I don't. I'm not sure what uh, the over under is right now, but uh, I fully expect some sort of weird, either like a weird shootout or something in which it's like fifty to twelve. Yeah. <laughs> because like, this, has, this has a safety. There's a safety in here. I don't know where it is, but there's a safety in here. But, like, I, I like this West Virginia team. I do,
0: too. I like, you know, if you list the quarterbacks, I, I, this is one of my favorite topics are quarterbacks who are currently seeing the matrix, i.e. quarterbacks who can smell time, quarterbacks who are so well enmeshed in their system at this point that they're making decisions almost effortlessly you can see it on the field it's this beautiful thing happening um right now Skylar Howard's one of those and it's taken him a long time to get there and that's cool to see like I love like you can kind of see how that's addictive for for coaches right if they can get somebody to that point because Skylar Howard right now is in complete command of that offense Patrick Mahomes for all the troubles that Texas Tech has had if you watch him play he's very much in the same spot Brett Rippon at Boise State, um, has at times been, you know, effortless. Um, Chad Kelly's not. I just like saying the name Chad Kelly because, my God, he's fun to watch. Luke Falk at Washington State, when he's upright, is, is almost there as well. Just people who really understand what they're doing right now. So if you want to see that, watch West Virginia. If you want to see good defense, also watch West Virginia because um, they were pretty good leading into the Texas Tech game, and they had a brilliant game against Texas Tech. I don't think they're that good. I think the Texas Tech game was probably playing a little bit over their heads, and you'll see like a regression to the mean in the next couple of weeks. But they're pretty good.
2: Hey, real quick, um, I gotta go. This is y'all show now, so um, yeah. Okay, we'll do a very good job. I know.
0: I know we'll be great. Uh, bye, Mac. We'll bye, coach, well bye, Coach Mac. I,
2: I gotta catch. Ah. I, got, I gotta catch a flight.
0: I gotta get out of here. You you
1: take this, Adam. It'll be a fine broadcast.
0: Jane, it's just you and me now.
1: It is. Well, so, uh, does that mean that I can bring up a game that you shouldn't watch but I will be watching because it could get weird? That's all we do on this podcast. You you shouldn't watch this game. Like, it's really, like, this is about to be, like, this is, like, deep, deep, deep cut Big Ten, and I feel like you should not,
0: no one else should do this. Mmm, the, the richest of summer sausages.
1: Mmm. So, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend this. I shouldn't. This is like this is like the weird moonshine that maybe was used to like remove paint and you sh- might make you go blind. But uh, Purdue, Nebraska. Yeah. Wonderful. Last year, per- last year Purdue, Nebraska, Purdue beat Nebraska fifty-five to forty-five.
0: Well, they they lost the captain who made that magic happen, though. Darryl. I'm just
1: saying. You don't. I'm just saying. That same person got all these people. Nebraska is ranked in the top 10 for the first time in, what, 600 years? Something like that. I'm just saying that, like, there is a real chance that this game could get, like, minorly interesting.
0: I'm just saying. Okay. It could happen.
1: Right. It has well, happened before.
0: If you do, let me know and I'll let the rest of the internet know because I think it should go through a proxy. I don't think we. I don't think we should directly expose people to this. I think they should watch it like an eclipse reflected, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, this might be something like if you, like, put your TV on and then turn around and watch in the window, I think that sounds safe.
0: That's – I appreciate your bravery in watching this for the rest of us. I would point towards something I know will be entertaining, which would be at 10 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, Pac-12 After Dark has been lit this year. As the kids Mm -hmm. say, it's been good. And Washington State at Arizona State, Uh, Washington State playing some mean football. Arizona State also playing pretty
1: well. Um, Yeah, yeah. ah. This is four and two versus five and two, and this is wow. I mean, and anything that winds up on the Pac-12 network, which, by the way, I don't get, Uh, but I do get the Big Ten network because I don't know why.
0: Uh, Yeah, because because that
1: game's going to get weird.
0: 'Cause Maryland is Washington DC's college football program. That's why that's why you get the I
1: didn't it. I did. I didn't sign anything. I did I that's, didn't nope, they just, I
0: didn't. They just pipe it right in. Just all that B one G. no, no,
1: no, no, Is this this is what that taxation without representation thing means. This is this is how this happens.
0: <laughs> Colorado Stanford too. Don't forget at three PM. That's the nooner out on the West Coast, Colorado. Yeah, they're the ones we thought would be three and one in the Pac-12 and five and two. They have a chance to take down. Uh, they have a chance to chop down a tree or two, which I desperately hope oh, they,
1: they do. I they I real I think they Colorado is like. I I, I started. I tried to start rumors that they were going to wind up going like eleven and one, and then they lost to USC. But you know, eleven and two or ten and two—that's still fine. But uh, yeah, no, because Stanford looks. Like I said, they're like late Northwestern and uh, Colorado. They're they're extremely frisky, especially in that first in the first quarter. Yeah, like, not, they're, Stanford they're, they're has.
0: They're still not deep enough. Like they're not no. quite they're not quite there to put together four quarters of dominant football. Though again, I'm fond of citing these. Uh, who do you think has the higher S and P, like overall efficiency? Okay, like like mm-hmm. I, I I will just name I, I will name teams that have. A lower efficiency than than Colorado. Okay. Okay. Actually, let's play it this way: higher or lower? I didn't explain it very well, but you tell me. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, West Virginia, who you like? Lower. That's correct. They they are lower. Um, what about Miami, Florida? Oh. Uh,
1: um.
0: Lower. They're higher. Actually, wait, I, I was wait, I was oh. very. I was surprised by that, like very surprised. How about how about Stanford?
1: Is that going to be also secretly higher?
0: No, it's lower, and oh, I mean lower. Um, I mean lower by like like twenty spots. Like an amazing. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, actually. That's Stanford, no. Colorado is nineteenth overall. Like they are, they're a really efficient team. Right, like they are.
1: Right. I mean they have to be, especially yeah. like you were saying, because of depth issues. But that's the thing with, and it's, it's perfect if you're playing Stanford because, like, if Colorado gets up to like a twenty-one nothing lead, there is nothing Stanford has done in the last month that shows me they have any way of responding to that.
0: Turtle, like, yeah. They when they get down, they are a turtle on their back. You do not like that's yeah
1: that's that's it. That's pretty much it. Like there's. Like, and especially, you know, when you've got perhaps, like, a, like, William F. Buckley-esque conservative offense, that's not good for Colorado, That or for playing Colorado. Like, Colorado will jump out on you on something stupid, like a blocked punt or, like, a turnover or something like that, and there's nothing Sanford can do about it.
0: Yeah, and also, Sepple my pro- f- my favorite quarterback, my personal Heisman. Cepha for everything he's been through, for being for being a Polynesian quarterback, uh playing in the middle of the Rockies, for being the figurehead at the revival of the sighting of the white buffalo, indicating the return to greatness for the Buffalo nation as a whole. Yes, for Colorado's return to greatness, which nobody in Colorado will really care about because nobody in Colorado cares about anything. But that's fine. I get to care about it, and I'm the protagonist of reality, and that's what matters most here. Do you want to answer some it's reader true. you want to answer some reader questions, Jane? I do. Let's see. You know, you cover um, politics for MTV.com. A-
1: appara- apparently that's what I do.
0: Yeah. Uh so we'll take this question from at Chris F. Jensen, which we have an actual answer to. Uh name the SEC coach most likely to be a Democrat space. Saban? Question
1: mark? No. No. Saban eats iceberg lettuce and he thinks it's food. He's not a Democrat. That's mm, no.
0: Mm,
1: That's never happened. Mm,
0: mm. I'm about to throw you a curveball. Has donated politically to Joe Manchin is an old, I believe, West Virginia blue dog Democrat. Oh, yeah. I was
1: forget-
0: oh. Yeah, you couldn't have known that, but but that is actually the case. So, uh, Oh, uh,
1: granted, 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 Joe Manchin himself. You know, when we're, we're talking Democrat, let's just remember that Blue Dogs and Joe Manchin, when we talk about Democrats and we talk about what that means, typically that's not really what you think of. Let's
0: just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. West Virginia is a little bit of a weird case, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I believe I believe Nick Saban would be a registered Democrat. Everybody else, they're all Republicans. They make... Yeah, too, They make too much money and come from the wrong places to be anything but Republicans. So we'll just no, assume. No, no, no,
1: I mean, Brett Bielamont has some, like, that is a Gary Johnson voter if I've ever seen one.
0: <laughs> I don't need police. <laughs> like. I'll be fine. Like,
1: Brett Bielamont believes strong, like, he is a libertarian to the extent that I feel like he probably goes to conferences. Or has, like, I don't know, he gets mail from, like, the Cato Institute about stuff. I think like, I, I think, don't know if anyone has asked him about like the militarization of police or America's foreign policy, but someone should. I think
0: half of all people who become libertarian are guys who grill and it's for this reason one day they're over the grill and they're like, "I can cook my own food. I'm a libertarian." That's it. That's yeah. that's yeah. the leap. From Tyler Roberts at the real Rob on twitter.com. Coworker discovered I like college football and now won't stop talking about the Buckeyes. Please help. I chose this one intentionally. Jane is a Michigan grad. Um, unlike me, I'm just Michigan branded via yep. via a tattoo on my shoulder. How can we uh, get him to stop talking about the Buckeyes? You being an expert on this.
1: I mean, generally when this happens, I just start referencing Tim Biakopatuka a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: if and if this is like an o g enough Buckeye fan that tends to make them extremely uncomfortable for some odd reason, I can't really think of why
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know
1: what it could be but uh i don't know i I think that in that in that case, generally, if you're that close to someone who is a strong supporter of the Ohio State Buckeyes, perhaps that place of employment might be too close to like Some sort of, hmm, how best to put this, waste facility of some sort. So perhaps look into separate revenue streams if necessary.
0: The the other way that you might, would saying that you're a Michigan fan encourage or discourage this talk?
1: Uh, I think it would encourage it. Okay. But it also would imply that at some point the person who would be saying this sort of thing would be, let's just say, um, hmm, inferior of yours. Let's put it that way.
0: I would just say that you're a Nebraska fan, so they just go, "What?" Just say right. some some place they don't understand, right? Like right. I'm a, I'm a Purdue fan. They'll go, "Ugh," and then we'll talk to you. So yeah. do that. Just say you're a Purdue fan. The sadness will. By proxy, push them away. This is a question for, or
1: you could just, or you could just discuss Maryland basketball in extreme detail.
0: Ooh, that's a good call too. No one understands Maryland, so yeah, do yeah. that. Just say you're a Terps fan. From yep, at Guesso Bra, somebody. It's a hell of a screen name, somebody. Which college football fan base are these Chick-fil-A Chicken for Breakfast Isn't Weird ads for? I asked this one strictly for me so I can yell about it. You mind if I do that, Jane? Go right ahead. No one has ever doubted Chicken for Breakfast. Stop it. No. This is stupid. This isn't even one of those counterintuitively brilliant ad campaigns where I just get upset because the thing that you said is so preposterous. No. No one cares. No one has ever doubted this. You get Chicken for Breakfast... Somebody hands it to you. It's delicious. No one in the world has ever doubted chicken for breakfast. You know, like the world's religions, they, they ban different kinds of meat. It happens. There's a few that are vegetarian, but sure. Otherwise, everyone else agrees. Chicken's fair game. It's the perfect yep. food. And nobody's ever doubted it for breakfast. So stop saying that. Stop saying that historically this was a revolutionary
1: idea. When you hand also, some... don't bring Amelia Earhart into this. Amelia Earhart had a lot more going on than worrying about chicken.
0: I mean, like, she, she might have worried a little bit about chicken.
1: Well, you know, when she was marooned on an island, perhaps. But I'm just saying that, like, Alexander Graham Bell and Amelia Earhart should not have to be brought into this shit. Like, if you want to have chicken for breakfast, go right ahead. That's the thing about breakfast. You can no one is telling you what to do. You can have whatever you want for breakfast. That's the secret of life is technically you can do whatever you want. You have to deal with the consequences, but you can do whatever you want. If you want to have chicken for breakfast, if you want to actually have breakfast with a chicken, you can do it. If you want No to, one cares.
0: Yeah, I mean if that's if that's your thing. Amelia Earhart, for instance, right? Um uh-huh. she she had this deal where she wrote her husband right before they got married and said hey, listen, you know, cool, we can get married and everything because I know that's what you're supposed to do, but um, I'm going to have side dudes. And, yeah. yeah, you can do that, right? You yeah. know, that was like a revolutionary sort of position for someone at the time, right? And Amelia Earhart just went, yeah, that's cool. She probably had to think about that a little bit, how she was supposed to say it. So she had to put it in a letter. Do you know how Amelia Earhart would have supported chicken for breakfast? She would have said, please give me chicken for breakfast. This has have been yeah. easy.
1: Yeah. It's, I, I don't understand. I don't understand ad campaigns that presume that eating a food or having a drink would be at any time in most cases controversial. Stop trying to be edgy chick. Stop trying to be edgy, like, fil a no. no. No, I mean what okay, what is is Chick-fil-A the least edgy food? Like they're not open on Sundays. What that that is not edge. That's like flat surface.
0: Let me come in your restaurant six days a week, all right? Greet me with an enthusiasm and a a real gleam in your eye, bordering on the cult-like. Ask me if I want jelly for a biscuit, even though it has meat on it, because somebody out there puts jelly on their chicken biscuit. I don't understand it, but I appreciate you and the freedom you represent, okay? Take me, try to upsell me on getting cheese. I'll politely decline, and you'll be cool about it, because you're in the cult. And you'll say it was a pleasure serving you, and I'll doubt it, but I kind of won't. That's the whole Chick-fil-A experience. Quit saying is. this is like something uh, that, that I shouldn't support.
1: Right. I don't get it. I don't understand.
0: Okay. I've yelled about that enough. We have another question. One more to, right. pre- one more to close out the program. Uh, I'm going to take this from uh at BOS Chicago, Godfather BOS. For once in all, please be honest and tell us which college football team. The media hates. Hmm. Uh, this answer this huh. this answer changes year to year. You should know that. And it's mostly right. circumstantial. I have a pretty good answer for this year, and it's Baylor.
1: Oh, yeah. And this I is... I think wa- that the...
0: There's a lot of reasons. Yeah.
1: I, I think that... Uh, I mean, there are multitude of reasons. And right now, I think it's... I've really enjoyed how... Uh, college football television programs have tried to talk about Baylor without talking about Baylor? But yeah. Right now, Baylor is like, they're 6-0 and and they're first in the Big 12 and their remaining schedule looks kind of nice. Like, their toughest game, their toughest two games might be Oklahoma and at, like, at Oklahoma and at West Virginia and yet no one wants to discuss it at all.
0: Yeah, because nobody really knows what they can put their uh, their toe on. Nobody knows no. what where they can step to even begin discussing Baylor right. because uh, some of those coaches are still on the staff.
1: Right, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting because it's kind it's a, somehow it feels different from when the whole when Penn State when that scandal broke because somehow Penn State got to be this like it got to be like a story of redemption for no reason at all absolutely none it shouldn't have been but somehow it got to be and then their coach went to go coach in the nfl for some unknown godforsaken reason and penn state actually had to come to terms with the fact that they had no scholarships and would be kind of bad for a while but baylor bait like I feel as if we're dealing with Baylor by just simply pretending that Baylor does not exist.
0: That is the official stance of everyone. Because if you want to address them, very few people can make this abstraction. Very few people could have the discussion where they say, we would like to just discuss them absolutely as a football team. I can't. You know why? That's awkward because of the heinous thing that happened. Right? Right. And also because we know this happened and it's all likely that this happened. There are so few and, details because it's a private university and because that report's not public. So we can't right. even have and like, we know, a, and, go ahead.
1: And we know that that report and whatever is in it is probably way worse than whatever we're thinking. Like whatever it is, it's worse. Yeah. Like you don't get rid of that many people that quickly with, if it's not, Eh, I would say two to three times as bad as whatever it is you think it is,
0: yeah, so you can't even begin to have the division of just talking football between the facts of the situation because those two things are so divorced in this instance, right like they you or they're not divorced, you can't even begin to have, okay, well, here's the football side, and then here's the administrative side, no, because we've never actually had a public disclosure. Right. We just know it was real bad. Like whatever happened down to the details was real bad. We're pretty sure what happened. We don't know who did it. We don't know what the timeline was. And it's so hard to discuss in any direction, which is why Baylor has just been. It's just I think people just labeled it radioactive and hope they're going to drop a game. That's because no one can even begin to figure out how to discuss it, much less like on game day. Right? Like, game day, Game I'll be like, Baylor! And you hear everybody go, "Mm
1: -hmm. (sighs) I mean, if if there's a group of people less qualified to discuss what happened at Baylor, it is the people at college game day. Like, I just, I have this horrible, horrible feeling that we're going to get some sort of, like, like, let's say Baylor, like, closes out their season and is undefeated. And we get some game day, like, or before that game of December 3rd like, at West Virginia, and we get some, like, Tom Renaldi segment about what happened, the moment when it switches from Tom Renaldi back to that desk will be the most awkward moment in television history.
0: Just get Des Howard dropping the mic, walking off.
1: Uh, uh, I mean, I would hope so. Like, that would just... It would... uh Part of me now kind of wants this to happen, and part of me definitely does, I don't want that to happen. That sounds terrible.
0: Uh, Yeah, I really... Please, please lose a game, Baylor. Please. Please. Please lose a game. Please publish a report so you can at least begin a public discussion of this that doesn't start with, where on earth do we start? Right. Right. Because this is like, it, it's so like, there's a football season going on. That's the weirdest part of this all, that, right. Uh, that there's a football season going on, so discussing something as horrible as what happened, is always attached to this really trivial thing of, well, there's a football season going on.
1: Who cares? And it just, keeps, like, it just keeps entering into that football season in ways that I find just concerning. For instance, when the current interim head coach tried to say that he didn't know what Sean Oakman looked like. Yeah. That,
0: um, Which, that's bad, I mean, that's bad if it's true or false, right? Because yeah, if it's false, it's you're concerning. just... If it's false, you're just yeah, lying.
1: Right. And if it's true, have you seen I mean, I would recognize Sean Oakman from I would say an estimated like five hundred to a thousand feet. Like, most people don't look like Sean Oakman. Yeah. I'm just saying, like but it was interesting because that seemed to like that happened at like the end of a game that people were trying to discuss as it was just a game, and then this happened, and it's like, oh, that thing that we all agreed not to talk about.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, Baylor. God Ugh. damn, god damn it, Baylor. We should take we should take one more just to sort of right get the, Baylor, of the get the Baylor out of our brains. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see one more question. just one more one more for the road yeah i'm picking this live y'all are gonna deal with it uh-huh. okay i think i got it is anybody going well no 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 we talked too much b1g we can't do that here yep ah Yeah, let's go with this. We don't answer coach questions much because they're kind of tired. But I do want to answer this one because you're on the phone. Which coach would be scarier to drink with, PJ Fleck, Jim Harbaugh, or Paul Johnson? Which coach would be what? Scarier to drink with, PJ Fleck, Jim Harbaugh, or Paul Johnson?
1: I feel like PJ Fleck would be the kind of person who gets drunk and wants you to do stuff. Like, it's like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go run. Let's go, just go, just, just run. Just see how fast we can all run. And then you like wake up the next morning and you're bruised and you probably have like a broken finger and you have no memory of how it happened. Mm-hmm. I think I would actually be most afraid to drink with Jim Harbaugh because I feel as if his alcohol tolerance is just like, like, the, you know, when like, a, like the graph approaches, like like, it is immeasurable. And nothing would happen. Nothing about him would change.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He would just keep, like, he was just, like, he would disprove, like, laws of physics with how much of any liquid he could consume without anything happening or going wrong. So you would drink, and he would drink, and you would drink the same amount, and you would be dead. And he would just sit there and watch you and note. That you appear to have not been drinking with the enthusiasm unknown to mankind, and maybe dead now.
0: Okay. You know, and this- Paul
1: Johnson. I just feel like he would just get real drunk real fast.
0: Oh, oh! See, again, I've cheated you by having prior knowledge. Oh. Y- you don't want to drink with Paul Johnson.
1: I mean, but- I don't know if I want to drink with any of these people. I'm just saying, like which one would be scariest would be Jim Harbaugh just sitting there staring at you while you became incoherent and nothing about him changed at all.
0: I could see that. I still think Paul Johnson's scarier because I think he's the one who can do the Ron Swanson moonshine twirl, right? Where you drink it on your arm and you drain the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's from like Western North Carolina. Like he probably had shine in his bottle, right? Get that, hush that baby up you give him some shine. Yeah, Paul Paul Johnson you don't want you you want none cuz the trip the triple option there is is drink, pass out or hospital. That's my guess. Right. And we'll end there.